Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Sturm, Ruger & Company, Inc., ticker symbol RGR. The business is also known as Ruger Firearms. We're looking at the company today as a subscriber request. We've previously done an analysis of Ruger's main publicly listed peer, Smith & Wesson. So currently Ruger is trading for $57.32 per share. Over the last year, the company's stock price is down 14%. Over five years, Ruger is compounding at a rate of 2.5% annually. Over 10 years, their shares are up by about 7% overall, which is under 1% compounded annually. However, going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, this has been a different story entirely. Ruger is compounding its stock price at a rate of 11% annually. And since their lows in 2008, the company's stock price is up nearly 10 times. In addition to this compounded annual return in their stock price, the company also pays out dividends. Their average dividend yield throughout this period would be added to this return. And currently, Ruger pays out a 4.2% dividend yield, which is a yield that's much better than that of most businesses that are publicly listed. Currently, Ruger is only trading $8 above their 52-week low. They're down more than $20 from their 52-week high. A little over 4% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short, and Ruger has about a $1 billion market cap. For more background about the company, Sturm, Ruger & Company, Inc. and its subsidiaries are principally engaged in the design, manufacture, and sale of firearms to domestic customers. The firm's design and manufacturing operations are in the United States, and almost all product content is domestic. The company primarily offers products in three industry product categories, namely rifles, pistols, and revolvers. The company's firearms are sold through independent wholesale distributors, principally to the commercial sporting market. It also manufactures and sells investment castings made from steel alloys and metal injection molding parts for internal use in the firearms segment and has minimal sales to outside customers. The company also exports its firearm products through a network of commercial distributors and directly to foreign customers comprised primarily of law enforcement agencies and foreign governments. Sturm, Ruger & Company, Inc. was founded in 1949 and is based in Southport, Connecticut. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Ruger based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress, so it will continue to evolve, improve, and get better over time, and it serves as an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two major reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. Firearms can be a cyclical business, as showcased here by some of Ruger's returns on capital, although in all five of these years, they've earned above average returns on capital. Even though they have been cyclical, their returns on capital really have exploded since the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns, although this may be starting to slow down somewhat more recently. In 2021, the company earned 55.5% returns on capital, and over their last 12 months, they're earning about 32% returns on capital. However, over the past five fiscal years, the company has earned about 34.5% average returns on capital. This is massively above those of the returns of a typical business, and this is two and a half times that 14% benchmark we were looking for, nearly five times better than that of an average business. So this is a big check here on metric number one for Ruger. 
Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. This metric is also going to include their last 12 months worth of numbers, and it's going to be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We get another perspective of the cyclical nature of Ruger's business here, as their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows also followed a similar trend to their returns on capital. Just like their returns on capital, though, this has strongly grown over these last five years, including up until today. Over this time frame, Ruger has grown their revenues by 18%. Their earnings have nearly doubled as their gross margins have expanded, and their free cash flows have grown by about 11%. So this is growth across the board here for Ruger, and this is a check on metric number two. It's great to see that they've been free cash flow positive in all five of these years as well, because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business, and a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is what that business is going to be worth. So ultimately, a company can use its free cash flows to reinvest back into the business, make acquisitions, buy back shares, pay down debt, or pay dividends. Growth. So it's great to see growth here for Ruger. This is another check on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Ruger on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years for the company. Again, in our previous metric, we saw that their earnings have more than doubled over this period. However, we still wanna look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding. As when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So over this time, Ruger has bought back just about 1% of their shares. So that's just marginal share buybacks. So because they have slightly fewer shares and their earnings have nearly doubled, this is strong earnings per share growth for Ruger. And this is a check on metric number three. Over their last 12 months, Ruger has earned about $6.04 for each share that they've had outstanding. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. We learned earlier that their free cash flows are also up over this time frame and with fewer shares outstanding. This means that this is a check on metric number four as Ruger has grown their free cash flows per share. Over their last 12 months, Ruger has produced $4.27 worth of free cash flow for each share that they've had outstanding. And it's nice to see here that generally Ruger's earnings and free cash flows have been pretty similar as over extended periods of time, meaning 10 plus years or more, painting with a very broad brushstroke here. If a business has wild fluctuations between their earnings and their free cash flows, it could be potentially indicative of some accounting problems with the business. And in some extreme cases, such as companies like Enron or WorldCom, outright fraud. So it's great to see that even in the years where there have been some differences here, it's actually been the free cash flow that's been higher for the business. And so even though this is a shorter time frame than what we'd ideally be looking at, again, at a very high level, this is likely a good thing for the company. So far, we are a perfect four for four on our first four metrics. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that the business has produced over the last five years. Ruger has had negative net debt in all five of these years, meaning that after paying off their debt, their business is left over with cash. Additionally, the company has been strongly cash flow positive in all five of these years. And so this is a massive check here on metric number five, as the company currently has a $1 billion market cap and they have more than $200 million in cash. 
Also, over the last five years, the company has produced $441 million of free cash flow. So they're both strongly cash flow generative and they have a strong balance sheet position. And while their free cash flows have come down from where they were at in 2020 or 2021, over their last 12 months, Ruger has still produced $75 million worth of free cash flow. So we're still perfect through five metrics. Let's see if the company has what it takes to be a perfect six for six on our analysis. So our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this would potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of Ruger. Currently, Ruger has a total enterprise value of about $800 million. We're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And it's gonna give us a perspective of the economic reality of the company that's more similar to as if Ruger were a private business. We learned in our last metric that Ruger has produced $440 million of free cash flow over their last five years, meaning that in an average year, the company produces $88 million worth of free cash flow over this time. When we divide their $88 million of their average free cash flow by their $800 million total enterprise value, that gives us an 11% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the company which is more than double that 5% risk premium that we're ideally looking for, meaning that Ruger has done it for our analysis today. This is a check here on metric number six, and Ruger is a perfect six for six on an average basis of their historical free cash flows. Just because this is the case here doesn't mean that you're gonna run out and go buy the business, but it does mean that Ruger would be a strong candidate to do more work on and learn more about the company. Also worth being aware of though, is that over their last 12 months, their free cash flows are slightly down from where they've been at historically. Although they've still earned $75 million of free cash flow over their last 12 months, when we divide their $75 million of their average free cash flow by their $800 million enterprise value, that still gives us about a 9.4% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Ruger, which again would look potentially attractive relative to the yield of the 10-year treasury. So this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's meant to be holistic in nature. And even though these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be quite powerful. Plus, we're not done yet, as we've still got some interesting things to cover for Ruger. Then here, as a bonus, we're taking a look at Ruger's dividend profile. Ruger is currently paying out a significantly above average 4.2% dividend yield. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to determine whether or not the company is able to support their dividends with their free cash flows or their earnings, depending on the type of business. So we want Ruger to be supporting their dividends with their free cash flows. And that's been the case in all five of these years, even with some of the cyclicality in the company. It looks like Ruger's management has done a good job of adjusting their dividend payouts relative to the cash flows that the company is bringing in. The company even offered a special dividend payout of $5 per share in 2020 as they returned some of their excess cash to shareholders. And the company has never had more than a 50% dividend payout ratio for their normal dividends. So it looks like Ruger's abilities to pay out their dividends is going to depend almost entirely on their cash flows as management is more or less pegging their dividend payouts to their cash flows. So to understand where their dividend payouts are likely to be in the future, you're really just gonna wanna understand this business in more depth and understand what the company's free cash flows are likely to look like five, 10, 15 years into the future. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Ruger, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for Sturm, Ruger, and company. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. 
So here we're starting with their current free cash flows, which are down just a little bit from where they've been at over the last five years. However, that had been a crucial boom time for the business. So this may be more normal for the company going forward. Then if we use historical growth assumptions dating back over the past 30 years to grow these free cash flows out into the future, it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for Ruger. But if we assume that they grow their free cash flows at a rate of just under 5% for the next 10 years, and then if we assume a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, where they grow their free cash flows at a rate of 4% annually, if we were to add in the company's tangible book value, which gives us a perspective of their tangible net worth, and if we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from Ruger, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, then it looks like a potential fair value for Ruger is just under $59 per share. That would be just slightly above their current stock price. Keep in mind that even with this discount rate, Warren Buffett is ideally seeking a significant margin of safety in the business. This margin of safety is subject to change for companies, but it's dependent on his ability to understand the competitive nature of that business and inside of the industry that they operate in and understand if they really have a true durable competitive advantage or not. Also, please keep in mind that this 15% discount rate would be including Ruger's dividend yield, so we would not be doubly counting their dividends. And be mindful that Ruger operates in a cyclical firearms industry, although secularly over the past 30 years there has been a trend in the growth of firearm sales with peaks and valleys along the way in the United States. It's also really important to understand that a discounted cash flow model is based off the predictabilities of a business's future free cash flows. So you really have to understand Ruger's free cash flows going forward to understand if this model will be applicable for the business. Please be mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. So in summary, Ruger does it. They're a perfect six for six on our select six analysis, checking all of our metrics by earning high average returns on capital, growing their business over the last five years, while having some marginal share buybacks, the business also has $200 million worth of cash on a $1 million market cap, and they produced about half of their market cap in free cash flow alone over their last five years. On both an average and a current basis of their free cash flows, it looks like the company is potentially attractive relative to the yield of the 10-year treasury. And looking at their dividend profile, it looks like management has pretty well pegged the company's dividends to their ability to produce free cash flows. So their dividend payouts, while they're above average, will likely depend on the company's abilities to earn free cash flows into the future. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Ruger, if you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the company, then it looks like a potential fair value for Ruger is currently right around $59 per share, so just slightly above their current stock price if you were seeking a potential 15% rate of return from the business. So even with all of this looking attractive for the business though, again, it's very important to do your own homework on the company. This type of analysis is meant to be a holistic and beginning understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Ruger. It's worth reiterating that this is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, 
please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. There are reasons we discussed, especially due to the cyclical nature of the business, why you would never blindly want to speculate on a company, and keep in mind that there is controversy with the nature of the business that Ruger operates in. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Sturm Ruger, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a company and you can truly understand its underlying essence and understand what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Sturm Ruger & Company, Inc., ticker symbol RGR. Again, we looked at the company because we previously looked at one of their main peers, Smith & Wesson, and it came in as a subscriber request. And I'm happy to make an analysis of the business, especially as it does look like a good candidate to do more research on. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Ruger with me, and have a great day.